This is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose from Retirement Income Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rhett and Mark provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose. Hello, and welcome to the One About Retirement. My name is Mark Rose, and he's Rhett Wood, and we're from Retirement Income Strategies. And if at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. Rhett, how are you this morning? Well, I'm good. What's uh, what's been going on in your world? Well, you know, it's the uh, the weather's nice outside, and so we have, of course, in Oklahoma, that also means storms. <laughs> it could be really bad. <laughs> tornadoes and tornadoes. You got to be careful for them, but uh, weather be weather aware and paying attention for that. But today, I'm getting to go take pictures, and you know, I've in my past, I've been a commercial photographer and sports photographer, and so today, I'm going to take pictures of my nephew is a high school soccer game. Very cool. So we're looking forward to that and uh, hoping the weather stays nice for this afternoon and uh, get some good pictures of him. That's neat. You know, I, I know when I went to high school, there was no soccer team. And now there is since I've graduated and it's become like a huge sport there. So That's true. Yeah, it's, and he's going to the school that you graduated from. Oh, as well. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, yep. He's man. a Newcastle high kid. So um, we will, we will be, Yelling for the racers. All right, today. Racers. For the racers. So today's so, yeah. What episode, are we talking about? We got yeah. We're not talking about pictures. We're not talking about soccer and soccer for the whole episode because okay. I would run out of things. I'm not that knowledgeable <laughs> in soccer. So, but what we are te- talking about is all the ways to use your tax refund. It's tax time, and so we're looking at you know if you get a refund, what are some ways that uh, are going to be smart ways to use it. You may have heard that this season's tax returns were not as large as they have been in the past, but the story is still kind of evolving and and people are still getting, you know, beginning to get the returns. In fact, the data from irs.gov released for the week ending February showed that the average tax return this year is around $3,100. That's slightly higher than the average refund filed by roughly the same time last year at the end of February, which was about $3,000. So, you know, $3,000 is a healthy chunk of change. And it's likely that you have some ideas on how to spend that money, perhaps a new item for the house, or maybe an escape to a vacation or exotic destination. However, we're gonna talk today about a March 2019 Motley Fool article entitled, The Four Best Ways to Use Your Tax Refund. The article focuses on financially beneficial ways which maybe not as fun, but financially <laughs> beneficial ways to use your tax refund to set yourself up for future financial security. Well, the first way that is mentioned in the article is to create or add to an emergency fund. Doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what we should be doing. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've, you've heard us say it before and you've heard it from other places as well, but everyone should have an emergency fund. Yes. Uh, I have a client that says it's only an emergency if you don't have the money. So yes. Why do we have an emergency fund? 
for emergencies. Okay. That's good. That's, yeah. that's good. But you know, even though we all know this kind of in our heads that we should have a, an emergency money, most individuals do not have enough funds in their savings account in case of an emergency. Uh, GoBankingRates.com has surveyed Americans uh, about how much money they have in their savings account. Uh, each year since 2015, the survey results have shown that most adults do not even have $1,000 in a savings account. And that trend continues in 2018. Emergency savings can help in the event of major medical issues, household repairs, car repairs, or even avoiding additional debt. And you got to think about, you know, your house and how th- how long things last in your house. Everything has a lifespan. So if an appliance were to suddenly break, well, that can be a very expensive, unexpected cost. You know, we've had a refrigerator that is a big refrigerator and we've, we got it when we moved in 18, 19 years ago. Well, you know, I get in and I clean the coils and all mm-hmm. the things, try to make sure that I maintain it. But at some point, probably soon, that refrigerator is going to need to be replaced. It doesn't last forever. That's exactly right. And so while appliances may not immediately come to mind when thinking of an emergency, uh, you know, I'm sure that you'd feel differently if the furnace went out in the winter or the air conditioning in the summer. So think about your appliances. How old are they? Are you planning to replace them soon? We do have some clients that they that's built into their uh, plan. Into their budget. That's exactly yeah. right, that they have a line item for future expenses and appliances. According to the International Association of Certified Home Inspectors, the average lifespans for common household appliances include a, a dishwasher is nine years, a freezer might be 10 to 20 years, that refrigerator that I talked about is only nine to 13 years, so... We're on 18 years. Well, we're on the uh, downside (laughs) of the refrigerator. Maybe your central error system is 7 to 15 years or your furnace. Well, it might last maybe between 15 to 25 years. But those are just some of your pieces uh, of the home. And using your tax refund to build up a larger emergency fund could be a very valuable way to use your tax refund and avoid accruing debt or having to put it on a credit card because one of those appliances goes out and we don't have the money. Yeah, you suddenly have to buy it. You know, I have a quick story right here about the refrigerator lasting nine to 13 years. Uh, several years ago, I bought a GE refrigerator at a garage sale that was from the 1930s to 40s-ish area. And if you plug that sucker in, it freezes up and still works. No kidding. It is so cool. Wow. Yeah, It's a little rusted on the outside and it doesn't get super cold, but it still works. That's, it's amazing. That's very impressive. And I have no confidence that my fridge 80 <laughs> years from now will still work. So. <laughs> Probably maybe a little different part. Yeah. So let's go back to this article. Uh, this The second way the article recommends you uh, use your refund it also deals with debt. The suggestion is to use your tax refund to pay down other debts. You could use a tax refund to pay down a car loan or a credit card balance, which would help you avoid other future interest that you'd be paying. Avoiding those interest charges will help you save even more money in the long run. It can be a great way to improve your financial situation. You, you know, mentioned that in your experience, debt can be a, a danger for many Americans. But let's dive in a little bit further into that. Another resource that I want to utilize today is an article from thebalance.com from December of 2018 entitled, Reasons debt is bad for you. It's common to say debt is bad, but let's take a moment to talk about why is this debt such a danger. The first reason mentioned in the article from thebalance.com is that debt creates the temptation to spend more than you can afford. Debt allows for the emotional high of getting new things or having new experiences 
without feeling the pain of parting with money immediately. It may even feel like you're getting something for nothing, even though you're trading immediate gratification for a potentially higher payment down the road. You know, with my two daughters, I've got a freshman in college and freshman in high school. And so we're in this process of educating them and, and they each have a debit card, not a credit card, but a debit card, which we, we are able to control a little bit. And it's that discussion around when you slide this credit card or this debit card uh, through that little machine, you, you still have to pay for it. It might not feel like it right now. Money's coming out of your account. <laughs> That's amazing that they want that money and it's pulling out of the account. And so, you know, it's an education and we've got to talk about that. Debt does cost real money. That cost comes from the form of interest. And the higher the interest rate, the more you're going to end up paying. One exception would be a 0% annual percentage rate promotion, but promotions like that have high limits and qualifications, and they're only for a specific time. If you don't follow the rules, you could potentially incur even higher rate down the line. Hey, this is going to be 0% interest for 12 months. Yeah, well, if you don't what's pay off, that? Yeah, yeah. If you don't pay off that debt in the 12 months, if you go 12 months in one day or 13 months, then the whole balance typically is going to be at a higher 22, 24% rate. And you know, it's going to, it's going to get you. So, you know, we know, hopefully people are thinking, well, this is just common sense, but it's still a good reminder for all of us. So to recap, Debt can create a habit of spending too much, and that spending is going to be more expensive in the long run. And that seems simple enough, but to help drive that point home, the article does a good job of offering a sample scenario. So let's say that you decide to get a new living room set for your house, and the total cost of this set is $2,000. Use a credit card with an annual percentage rate of 11%, and that's a pretty darn good rate, if I do say so myself. Yeah, for at least a credit card, yeah. Yeah, to pay for this living room set. And as detailed in the balance.com article, if you make the minimum payment to pay off that living room set, you will end up spending more than $3,400 for that living room set. So high interest rates are another reason debt can be bad for you. So you're listening to The One About Retirement. My name is Mark Rose, and he's Rhett Wood from Retirement Income Strategies. If you have questions, you can call us at 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. Now today we've been examining a March 2019 Motley Fool article entitled The Four Best Ways to Use Your Tax Refund. Two of the ways we've already mentioned are to add to the emergency fund and to reduce debt. In this next part, we're going to examine a few of the ways debt can be bad for you. Before we move on from the conversation about debt, we do want to point out that debt isn't all necessarily bad. It's simply something that is part of your financial picture. In order to make some of life's larger purchases, like a car, a home, or boat, or some other large item, you're going to need a history of using debt correctly. In my opinion, it isn't a question of avoiding all debt, but more of a question of how to use debt correctly to manage your long-term financial health. This is absolutely something that we've worked with our clients to help them achieve, and it's something that you could consult with a financial services professional to help you as well. The third way to utilize your tax refund to improve your financial situation is to increase your retirement savings. Uh, this may be through a lump sum contribution to your 401k or individual retirement account. Uh, this can also improve your future tax situation as any contributions to a traditional IRA or 401k can reduce your taxable earnings. The largest benefit of using your tax refund to increase your retirement savings comes from the compound interest. 
According to Motley Fool article, a tax refund of $2,500 today would be more worth more than $19,000 in 30 years wow. if invested, and that's assuming a 7% annual rate of return. But that's amazing, you know, to think, well, I could spend this money on, you know, whatever, or I could put it in my account, and if I earn 7% 30 years from now, I've got 19 grand. Yeah. Yep. Compound uh, interest is our friend. Even if you don't have 30 years before you retire, maybe you're saying, you know, I'm listening to you, man, I'm going to retire in 10 years. Every cent of additional savings will have a long-term impact. And it's important to know that there are limits on how much you can contribute to an individual retirement account. Each year, the IRS announces the cost of living adjustments affecting dollar limitations for pension plans and other retirement-related items. In November 2018, the IRS announced the limits for 2019. In order to be precise as possible, these figures are directly from irs.com and their newsroom article from November 1st, 2018, entitled 401k contribution limit increases to 19,000 for 2019, IRA limit increases to 6,000. And a part of it reads, the contribution limit for employees who participate in 401k, 403b, most 457 plans and the federal government's thrift savings plan increases from 18500 for 2018 to $19,000 in 2019. The limit on annual contributions to an IRA, which last increased in 2013, has increased this year from $5,500 to $6,000. So that means for people over the age of 50, they get a catch-up contribution. And so the ages 50 and over can contribute an additional $1,000. So for those folks in 2019, they can contribute $7,000 to the IRAs. You know, that potentially means an individual who hasn't reached those contribution limits yet could potentially use their tax refund to add additional savings into their IRA. It's important to note that the catch-up contribution limit for employees aged 50 and over who participate in those 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, uh, that's has not changed. It's an additional $6,000. So it'd be important to work with your financial services professional to make sure which contribution limits apply to your own situation. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with the Thrift Savings Plan, which is more commonly referred to as the TSP, it is a tax-deferred retirement savings and investment vehicle that is offered to federal employees. This allows federal employees to have access to similar retirement savings and tax benefits as workers in the private sector. The TSP allows federal employees the opportunity to save income, receive matching contributions from their employers, and reduce taxable income. So federal employees who participate in the TSP are 50 and over and who also participate in 401k, 403b, or most 457 plans did not receive a contribution limit increase for 2019. You're listening to The One About Retirement. My name is Rhett Wood, and he is Mark Rose, and we're from Retirement Income Strategies. If you have questions about anything we've talked about on our show or, or would like some more information, feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. While you're at our website, feel free to head over to our media page, and there you can check out our past shows or subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. That will ensure that you're always kept up to date with our most recent episodes. Today, we've been examining a March 2019 Motley Fool article entitled The Four Best Ways to Use Your Tax Refund. We've already discussed three of the ways. Add to your emergency fund, reduce debt, and maximize your contributions to your tax-deferred retirement accounts. Now, the final way to use your tax refund is to consider investing in a taxable brokerage account. 
this may be a good option for you, especially if you have already maxed out your allowed retirement savings account contributions. These funds would potentially be available for withdrawal before age 59 and a half. It's important to remember that you will be taxed on any capital gains you realize through your account. Be sure to consult your tax professional or financial services professional like Red or myself to answer any questions about tax or capital gains implications. So let's talk for a minute about the benefits of a taxable account. You know, we talk a lot about the 401k accounts and the IRAs. And, you know, we talk about the Roth IRAs, which, you know, is another amazing retirement savings vehicle. But we don't always bring up taxable brokerage accounts as an option. Uh, You can open up a taxable investment account with any kind of uh, brokerage firm or investment firm. Taxable brokerage accounts are not commonly referred to as retirement accounts, but they are still a tool that you can use for wealth accumulation. Funds in a taxable uh, brokerage account are not subject to early withdrawal penalties or required minimum distributions. So this allows for a little bit more freedom, a little bit more flexibility in, in, in accessing those funds. So for example, you know, say say something happened and you got ten thousand bucks. You can't just put ten thousand bucks into an IRA in one year, but you could put it into a taxable account. And if you needed it back out a couple of years from now, you could do so and not pay that early withdrawal penalty. So, as the name would indicate, these types of investments would be taxable. Money earned is taxable during the year that you earn the money. There would also be taxes on capital gains as well. These taxes depend on the length of time you've owned the investment. If you've owned the investment and that you're selling for less than a year, you'll be taxed at your income rate based on your income and tax filing status. If you've owned the asset for more than one year, the asset becomes subject to the rules and stipulations of the long-term capital gains tax. We recommend consulting your financial services professional before acting on any asset sale so you have a good idea of the potential capital gains tax ramifications. So these these taxable brokerage accounts can be used in combination with your other retirement accounts when you get to the retirement age to withdraw income and pull some out of fully taxable accounts, pull some income out of those Roth or tax-free accounts, and also have the access and ability to pull from accounts that are taxed at a possible lower capital gains rate. So today we've examined a few ways that you can use your tax refund to change your financial situation. You could even split your refund between several of these options. A tax refund can be an opportunity that you may want to take advantage of to change your financial picture. These are just a few of the potential financial options for your refund. You know, another one that we haven't talked about, but I can quickly add is maybe use part of your tax refund and pay it towards next year's taxes. So you you use it as, you know, you just kind of make it as a, okay, estimated tax for next year. Let's just roll it over. Um, Once again, it's not a whole lot of fun, but it's kind of helping for the future to pay forward the taxes that I know I'm going to owe something next year. We can just apply this year's refund to that. We encourage all of our listeners to consult with a financial services professional to find the option that's going to fit your financial situation best. If you'd like more information about us or our firm, please visit our website at retirementincomeok.com. If you would like to receive a free PDF copy of our new book, Peace and Possibilities, call our office at 405-703-3858. At Retirement Income Strategies, we provide you with information to help make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. Join us again for another episode of The One About Retirement. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The One About Retirement podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rhett Wood or Mark Rose at Retirement Income Strategies. 
Call 405-703-3858 or visit them online at retirementincomeok.com. Brett Wood and Mark Rosen Retirement Income Strategies, Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.